ISIS takes Ramadi, Ukraine is still being molested by Russia, the poor people of Syria are being desolated. With all the brutalities of a multi-sided civil war, the world is teeming with calamities. And yet the organs of the Western press are full of bursting with stories of the departure of a person consistently less funny and consistently less viewed than his fulsomely beige other half, Jay Leno. It is a puzzle. The departure of David Letterman has less relevance for most people today than the fall of Khartoum during the late days of the great British Imperium. Now, there was a time when the late-night slot, as it's become called, had a tincture of relevance. But that is so very long ago that except for the remnant of reliably self-absorbed boomers, it's difficult to understand why Letterman's far overdue farewell is receiving coverage once reserved for real events the fall of Berlin, or the discovery of insulin. There may have been a time when late-night television had some standing. Paleontologists can argue the point. When Johnny Carson was king and Dean Martin was smoking, drinking, and singing all at the same time. Carson was the last time late-night shows or television in general owned a whole audience. Since then, it's all fragments. And now, online and off... Conan, Stewart, Corolla, Miller, Kimmel, Fallon. Humor and politics borrow each other's material and audiences pick and choose their own. Letterman got a piece of the dividing and divided empire. His initial gig was that he was ironic and edging and pushing the envelope, all of which were essentially ways of saying he couldn't tell a joke and so as a comedian he had to find something else to do. Ironic comedians are invariably less funny and always more pretentious than real ones. However, in the late years of Letterman, when after a hard day in the war room, Obama could drop by for a chat with Dave and sidekick Paul, the change from host as dagger to host as butterknife was complete. He was also, it was infinitely repeated, actually making fun of the very kind of television show he was doing, a claim that can probably be made for Kim Kardashian with more justice and even more emphatically for the many horrors and tediums of any current reality television show. What's going on here with the huge farewell party, I'd guess, is that the entertainment industry, in saying so large a goodbye, is really doing an unknowing lament over TV as a preferred medium, and their own declining enterprise in declaring that it counts. For The National, I'm Rex Murphy.